like, I don't know. You tell me if it's good. <laughs> One, two, three. That's, that's good. You're nailing it. Welcome to the Eric Andrews Link Show. Harold Varner III. Thanks for having me. What, I kind of want to know about the first and the second. Can we just get the history? Um, so the first is um, just awesome guy. I didn't really – I mean, the only thing he taught me how to do was garden pretty much. So it was pretty uh, – you know, just super chill. Not in the golf, though. No golf. No, no, not in golf at all. And he's not like I guess uh, Harold Varner. Originally, he's not the first. He's just Harold Varner, your grandfather. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that would be right. I don't know, man. Yeah, that's a question I haven't really been asked. Um, I can tell you a lot about the junior, though. Okay. I can tell you a lot about him. Well, um, wait, was was your grandfather? Did he? Uh, was he the one who made the decision to live in Ohio? Uh, yeah, they so they were living in uh, Silicago, Alabama. I've never been there. Okay. But, uh, like I have no, I don't know if I have family there. Um, and then they moved to Akron, Ohio. Um, and they, my, I guess my dad's side of the family's been there ever since. And then we moved to, we moved to Gastonia, North Carolina when I was six, and been there ever since. My parents still live there. And that's with uh, Harold Varner Jr. Yes. Or what did he go by? Yeah, he's junior. Junior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I was like, everyone says HV2, and then like, HV2. I'm like, no, nah, his real name's, you know, he's Harold William Barnard Jr. And right. and uh, was he into golf or my dad? Yeah. Oh yeah, he still plays to this day. He's um, he's not very good, but uh, he likes to um, have fun to say the least. When you say he's not very good, like, what are we talking? He shoots everything. I mean, I've seen him not finish rounds, just to, like have some drinks with some people and have fun. I've seen him shoot seventy nine, but he, you know, he just made a hole in one, you know, two weeks ago. So it's not as if he's not good. I just don't know if he really cares so much about like grinding it out, really like being competitive. He wants to play well, but the biggest thing they do is skin. So he's like, I just want to get a skin. You know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> as long so, as I'm better than you. Yeah. At what yeah, point, on that one hole. <laughs> <laughs> at what point did you become better than him? Uh, I would say I had to be 12, 13. You know, I just, I just started breaking like 75, and he was shooting in, you know, low 80s, high 70s, and I just kept getting better. Um, that's what I would say. I just don't really know when that exact time was. I, just, I think it's very impressive that, you know, guys on the PGA Tour can be like, I beat him at when I was a – you know, 11 years old, eight months. I'm like, dang, man, that's pretty good. So, um, no, I did not. No one knows specifically, but I, that's a guess. So, uh, I kind of want you to paint me a picture of Gastonia Municipal Golf Course. I want to. I want. I can't go there right now. You want me to go hole by hole? I, <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know a, if I need the hole by hole, but the vibe. When, when I was there, it was it was called this. Um, the city courses, Gaston Municipal, and it was just the best picture is just, you know, lots of loving old men that just love playing golf <clears throat> that took care of kids that just had access to a golf course. You know, we didn't have a range. You had to shag your own balls. So, like, you know, if you were too lazy to shag, you just went and played, you know. <laughs> so it's very um, different than, I guess, this day and age of golf. Like this day and age is like I want to hit balls, make sure my swing's good, and cell phone then, video. Yeah, so it's it's unfortunate. It's not the same. Um, I think there needs to be more golf like that, just so that the game of golf is in good hands. It's um, it's growing because the more and more we start making it, you know, less accessible for kids, you know, it's going to keep parents away from there. It's going to keep kids in the future 
you know, as they get older and wanting to play golf. Because you just, you just don't want this. Well, I played every other sport, didn't really play golf. You know, we, we, we still hear that. And it's unfortunate, but, you know, people are doing things to try to change that. Um, I'm trying to do my part. It's just, it's hard, man. It's hard. People just don't see the things that I experienced, you know, as a kid. And by that, you mean? Uh, oh, well, just being able to go to the golf course okay. and play golf. I, I mean. Because you, you talked about uh, your, um, you know, you, you had this deal, right? Where you, it was like 100 bucks and you play all yeah, summer. Yeah, June 1st until September 1st, 100 bucks. But, like, for, the, for 100 bucks, you know, you could do, you know, there was tons of kids doing it. Oh, it was a community. Oh, yeah. If you lived in Gastonia, you could do this. Like, and this is how sad golf is right now. That is, that sounds so amazing, right? That should be like a standard. That should be like a, at a public golf course, a kid should be able to go play for, I think, free. I think free, too. For, I mean, I just don't, I don't understand it. I, um, I'll never understand it, but it's not our job to understand it. It's our job to change it. And I look forward to that opportunity. You, were you like, faced with the decision to like not go play another sport uh well like baseball's pretty big i got the short fat and bald (laughs) reason um no i i just was a lot better at golf okay and then when i started working at the the country club gas and country club i met a guy named bruce sutter and i got my first lesson and that was uh you know, I was off. I, once I learned how to not to hook it, I could hook it really bad. I still can hook it. <laughs> so it's um, it's very. I've been very fortunate. I've had some really good people in my life, and I choose if it's my ability to have more kids to have that opportunity. Doesn't mean they have to play golf at my level, but the fact that you can just hold your own on a golf course means so much in the business world and life. Like. What do what do people do that when they're done they're retired? Hey man, let's go play some let's go play some golf. Yeah, you know it doesn't have to be at a country club. You know some people join clubs for the social reasons. I'm really big and let's just play golf. You're gonna learn so much about a person and you're we're losing that. We yeah. are. Um, I I get that the you know the first tee is getting people into golf. Understand that there's golf out there, but like. You, you just need to let them play. Yeah. Let them, let them mess up. Let them run into an old man and it get a little, little awkward. Everyone's been there. That's, that's what, that's the biggest part about life is like messing up and correcting your mistakes. And, you know, Nick Saban, I've seen his interview, the greatest, I mean, it's one of the best interviews ever. He was talking about a 19 year old kid, how the media is like, Oh, what are you going to do now that he messed up? And everyone in there is like, well, you know, I kind of messed up at 19 too. He's like, right. So let's see it through. Yeah. You know? And, Obviously, you probably don't need 30 chances, but it's just about being a kid. I'm, I'm super passionate about that. Yeah, you kind of have, uh, like, it, it, golf in a weird way, I guess because it's an individual sport and because you're responsible for basically everything that happens within the game that you're playing, it's kind of unlike a lot of other sports in the sense that you gain, like, a higher or maybe a a better level of responsibility, maybe? I don't know. Oh, it's you, way higher because you're, you're held accountable. No one else. Like when you, you hit in a bunker, you got to rake it, you know, unless you're like balling and you got a caddy. I never had a caddy until I, you know, got out here. I didn't have a caddy in the USAM. Wait, had you a, didn't have a caddy in the USAM, so you're just shouldering? No, I didn't have enough money for a caddy, you just, man. You just you carry your own bag, grow up, and you know. How many players are carrying their own bag? I don't. I See, that's where I just don't know. I don't care about the numbers. If, if I had the money, I would have had a caddy, but I didn't, so I carried <laughs> my own bag. It's pretty, you know, it's not like... um 
I feel bad that I didn't have a caddy, you know, and I don't want to ever f- feel that way. Like I'm a victim of uh, being poor, but it just wasn't an option, you know. So you you deal with it. It's it's fun. I embrace it. I never thought that that was the reason I didn't make it to match play, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to use that. So it's um, yeah, it's pretty funny. That's a good story, actually, because I was like. You know, I used to save quarters and, like, you know, all my coins. And I was like, man, I almost got enough. I was like, you can't have a caddy for just, like, one day. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, uh. Like, which yeah. day? Like, yeah, which like, day what you, you Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm pretty close. Should I get a caddy today? I played all right. You could get a caddy for the back nine. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you're 10 over. You're not making anything. Yeah, come on, bro. You, you can go home. Yeah, just join. <laughs> I think I got the No bag. kidding. <laughs> you, uh, you know. You went to ECU when you got in there. It was it was an opportunity. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, my parents had never been to college, so it was kind of like a weird thing. I didn't, you know, I didn't go to orientation. I didn't know what that was. You know, like I just showed up first day. I had no classes, and I had an unbelievable coach that um took me to my advisor and was like, "Hey, you know, like, do you know?" I mean, I didn't know what to do. My parents didn't know what to do. I mean, I probably could have asked somebody to, you know, but like. I just wanted to play golf. I thought it was just you play golf. They kind of set it up for you, you know, because when you're in high school, you just, you know, you kind of have your classes set. Yeah. But the only thing you're picking is, like, do you want to take advance, you know, whatever, and that wasn't me. So right. we kind of knew what classes I was taking, especially <laughs> when I got into school. Um, so, yeah, I went to East Carolina and just had a – I had an awesome time, had an awesome experience, had a – you know, obviously played well, but – the fact that I just left Gastonia to go to college and I was going to get a degree, I was that was the one thing I told my instructor when I started getting lessons. I was like, I just want to play golf in college. That was the goal. The goal was yeah. just to go to college and play golf. Yeah, man. It saved, saved my parents some money. I still love playing golf. So, like, why would you not? Like, who doesn't want to be on a collegiate team? I mean, I guess there is. I mean, you don't know how many stories I hear. Man, he wants to go to a big school. But, like, what, just be another student? You know, and schools are getting bigger. It's costing more. Like, why don't you just go be a part of something? Whether there's just so much to being a part of a team, the discipline, the things that, like, are so important to, you know, business. Like, you see people getting hired that, like, that have played sports. Like, they understand. Show up. You know, do your job. And um, I'm not saying that regular people aren't that cool, but who doesn't want to be a student athlete? You – you it's, imagine, like, did you have an image in your head of, like, okay, I'm going to go play golf here, college – good what what was the plan if you didn't go become a professional athlete was there a plan did you think about it no i i if i sat here and said i did i'd be lying like i don't ever think that far ahead now um but after my junior year i was like i started getting really good i was like i know no one's better than me Bring it on, because I think uh, if you could see his eyebrows, they're good. They got they, you, yeah. he says it all with the eyebrows. So I just um, I don't know. I had good people around me that thought the same. You know, like it's never like anyone was like, "Man, Harold, you're crazy for thinking like that." They're like, "Oh, if you think it, do it. Come on, baby, you got it." That's that's the stuff that I love about Gastonia. That's what I love about you know East Carolina, and that's when I said I'm pretty fortunate to have the right people around me. You know, just go for it. What do you got to lose? Nothing. So I really didn't think about applying for jobs after my junior year. I started, you know, I won my first collegiate event. And then later that year, I won another collegiate event where there's a better field. So I just never, never questioned that I couldn't make it. I just didn't know when I'd make it. And that never scared me. 
I didn't care if I was going to be 35. I was going to grind it out. That's when I, you know, you didn't have a girlfriend or anything. You're like, man, I don't need a girl. I'll be all right. So it's just <laughs> uh, it was an awesome time in life. I had some great teammates who I obviously had to stay in touch with a lot. Um, I'm trying to think what was one thing that was like, you know, stood out to me. I had a – my coach was pretty hard on me, though, because he asked me, he said, what do you want to do? And it was the second day of school. I was like, well, I mean, I guess play on the PJ Tour. I don't know. Like, I came here <laughs> to play golf. I came here to get better. What's the next thing? I want to be on the PJ Tour. So, we, you know, he just always held me to a higher standard than the rest of the team. Like, he was a little bit harder on me. Like he had a chip on his shoulder. Did I, uh, did I like it at the start? Not at all. Because why would I – why should I be treated than any other – no, he saw something in me in the way that where I wanted to be, which if I'm making the decision of I want to be – to be on the PJ Tour, I think you need to be held to a higher – to do anything professionally, you need to be held to a higher standard. And for someone that is so close to me for four years of my life to always keep me to that standard, I, uh, I'm i super grateful for that. When was the last time you spoke to your coach? Ooh. Probably talked to him once a month, but sometimes we go and like – it's very like we'll talk three days in a row and then not talk for like, you know, three weeks. Yeah. So it's um, man, he's, just, he's now he's crushing it at NC State. That's where he he played college golf. So and he's getting a little better recruits. It's hard to get people to go to East Carolina. It's so far away from anything. It's in. Is it in Charlotte? No, it's in Greenville, North Carolina. So okay. if you drove from Charlotte to Raleigh, and you went an hour and thirty minutes east kind of east um you would run right into it it's i mean it's all it's it's an awesome place you should go does it it does it like encapsulate the entire town yeah it is, is it east you is the town you know it's, it's the just, town it's which is kind of like i kind of like it's great yeah it's good but to be very um successful in recruiting you need other stuff other than a college town i believe so right like you need something where like because people want to, you know, like, oh, I went here. You know, stick your chest. I stick my chest out of East Carolina because we're always the underdogs. We're always going to be just the way it is. I, I I like that underdog feel, but people are, you know, it's prestigious. Like, it's like Ivy League. It's like, oh, I went to Harvard. You know, like, hey, man, cool, bu- cool buddy. You got it. <laughs> you, uh, you still spend a lot of time at home. Oh, yeah. Do you go to games at all or anything like that? Uh, Panthers, yeah, yeah, for sure. Hell yeah. Um, I go to probably three Panthers games, which um, obviously has been a rough year. I'm pretty close with uh, Ron. Obviously, he got fired. It's been a pretty yeah. – I mean, you don't know what to expect, but David Tepper's just uh, – he's cleaning house, you know. And I've never met him, but um, obviously been super opinionated. I have been about, you know, obviously sticking up for Ron just because we just haven't been healthy. But at the same time – I got a. Well, I went to the Redskins game this year, and I, the whole time, all I was saying was how terrible our fan base was. Like we're not, we're not ready for a good team to come in here, because there were more Redskins fans there than there were Panthers fans, and we still had a chance to win. So like, why should we deserve a good team? But I guess that's how it works in the business world. But like in sports, I like I pull for the Panthers because they're my hometown. Like I, I'm proud about that. Yeah, we might have had some one in fifteen seasons. Like I don't care. It's my team. <laughs> that is a good feeling. Yeah, I'm proud about it. I love it. The um, so you talked about media a little bit in your Players Tribune article. What 
was it like? What, tell me about without you know people listening to this podcast. Yeah, they know of you. It's a they great, know who you are. Great story, JC Sites. Um, this kid. I mean, he is a kid. He's my age. He came up to me at the players, and he wanted to write about like. He wanted to write about something. I can't remember, but it, I wasn't really about it. Like, something about being black and being in the golf world. Like, what you want to change and blah, blah. So, he walked with me for nine holes. This is crazy. This is and this is why I guess this article was so good. And I was like, man, I, I really don't want to do that. Like, I want to be in the Players' Tribune. That's a really cool, you know, thing to be a part of. I, obviously, there's great art. I mean, some of them are sad. Some of them are good. But, like, all inspiring. So, he's like – Hey man, let me just ask you about yourself. Like, what what do you what do you care about? And I was like, all right. So he hung around for three days, and we got to the point where, you know, the things I want to do in life. Like, I just wanna I want to get people access to golf. And he's like, he's like, why do you want to do it? I was like, you know, he's just jogging these questions, and that <laughs> came out it was, while you're playing. Yeah, it was really cool. It was awesome. Um, I was so impressed. Obviously, I was impressed by the article because, like, I got to be me. Like, I'm very opinionated. I'm very, like, if you don't like it, that's not my problem. But that doesn't mean I can't. I should, you know, hate you because I don't agree with you, you know. But I'm, I'm here to learn. So, like, when I say what I mean, like, you're, you're more than welcome to contact me. I know you can – anyone can get in touch with me to tell me, like, where I can be better. What can I do to help more people? So, I got this write an article, you know, like – answer questions that actually mean so much to me because golf has given me so much and I would love to give that to more kids and we're not we're not doing that you know and as I get better at golf I keep getting older I don't see any change I see it getting worse so why why should I sit here and bite my tongue you know like I can't handle that well you know it feels like a lot of the time the grow the game (laughs) statement is centered you know I can say that it's centered around sort of like a shareholder's point of view. Like, like, oh, the game was doing so great, and now it's flat. And in some sense, you know, a nine-year-old going to the golf course in the summer for $5 or $2, that's not, that's not going to help those companies. Correct. But that is what needs to be done, and there's a disconnect between the desire and the action, would you say? Yeah, yeah. That's what sure. I feel. Correct. But what will end up happening if we keep talking about it, we keep asking, we keep learning, is that one day someone in that top position that makes those decisions will be from one of those positions that had got that opportunity. And then when they start making those decisions, then grow the, grow the game stops happening. It happens naturally. It happens more organically. It happens without us trying. It happens without me having to talk about it every time someone talks to me about growing the game. Right. Which is what – it's awesome about America. I can do. I can say that. I can be opinionated about that. I can say it freely and not feel like threatened. I I love it. Love everything about it. Yeah, we definitely uh, have seen. You know, we we do these like meetups where we have people come out and play golf. And um, you know, it's it's like it's not really designed for brand new golfers, but it's kind of designed for golfers that are kind of new to the game and like are kind of having from my own experience what I had a problem with in the beginning was just finding a community. So I started playing golf when I was 30, and I was like, it seems like every golf course doesn't want me to play golf there. Yeah. They, like, they, they're all instead dicks. Of having, instead of having – when you so the coolest thing about a muni, when you go to go play, the one thing I remember about my dad was – and I hated it. I still hate it to this day – is if me and my dad were playing and there were two other gentlemen or another kid or anyone on the putting green, he would be like, hey, you want to play? 
And I'll be like, Dad, man, I just, I just want to play. But that's the, that is the epitome of why people play golf, so they can share experiences with other people. And that doesn't, that doesn't, they would rather, they would rather take two tee times and play two twosomes. Sad. Because it shows how selfish and how, like, little-minded people are. Well, and you had that. Oh, I did. And my dad taught me differently. So how did you change? Oh, well, I didn't have an option with my dad. He whooped my ass. Because <laughs> um, I had it, too. I think all golfers have it for some weird you reason. Do, you do until you start doing it one time. Right. Then you do it again. You're like, man, dude, you won't believe who I met. Then you go tell your friend who he met. So then he goes and tells, like, man, I'm going to do that. I'm going to play with someone I don't know. Then you have to do this thing called have a conversation, <laughs> which is um, it's vital to what's going on. I mean, I love being on my phone. I'm, I'm, I mean, I've, I've been looking at my phone the whole time during this podcast. That's totally fine, but your job is to be able to, when someone talks to you, say, hey, how you doing? How was your day? Oh, what do you do? There's nothing cooler than that because it means a lot. Like, that's actually caring for a person. So that's why I do what I do love about the meeting. You just do whatever. Yeah, you just you if if you come to it with that mindset. Correct. But a lot of us, I know, golf for some reason doesn't give you. I don't know where to get that mindset in golf. I don't know where to find it. I've gotten lately. Um, I would say since I've uh, been really good. Since I've been really good, it's been hard to play with people of less caliber. What do you mean, like me? That just four uh, handicap. Yeah, I just don't want to. I, I, I you couldn't play golf with me. No, we could, but like I would, it would, uh, we would have a big group. You know what I mean? Like, right. You know what I mean? So, like, is that my fault? But I do enjoy playing with kids. Interesting. There's, there's nothing more satisfying or like cool is when a kid's just like, hey, Harold, what'd you do? Uh, you know, like, cause sometimes it puts me on the spot. Like, what did I do? You know, like, and those memories just bring back some, you know, they're so good, man. They're so like, I'll never forget him playing till dark. You know, like I've played with some old men. One of the guys that's on my board of my foundation, he, I met him playing at the Muni. He was in law school and I just was this kid playing. And, you know, 15 years went by and now we're like, he's coming this weekend. Yeah, it's just, um, that would never happen in, maybe in a pickup game of basketball, but like when you play a pickup game of basketball at the Y, you go play and you kind of go home. You know, like you go to wherever right. you're from. You're not talking. Yeah, you're, you're not like, talking. You're, like, yeah, you're competing. You know, it's interesting because you're saying that you know playing golf with kids is really gratifying. That's oh, part man. of your story. That's part of your story. Is is you were a kid. You know, you had adults kind of bring you into it and kind of mentor you. It's funny because I was thinking about that and I was like, I like playing with kids too. But for me, actually, what I really like doing is playing with guys or girls who are like late twenties that are brand new to the game. Oh, and, yeah. and it's in a way because that's my story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, we don't get that. I feel like we don't get that opportunity, like that opportunity no. that much. Like you're either going to play with a kid or you're going to play with your boys. Right. Have or you fun. play with the CEO. Or, yeah. Pro am. Yeah. Or you're going to play with another guy that's trying to be on the PJ tour. Right. That's kind of your range of you know who you're going to play with. But that's super. That's super cool. That like that's growing the game because when they turn 35 and they're they're probably a lot better and they're they've got a kid that's two. And then that kid gets into it. Then you're then you're actually growing the game. You're making it healthy to where like, oh, mom's going to come out now. Dad, you know, <laughs> dad's spending time. I'm going to come because all right. you got to do is if you want to grow the game. And I got to say it, you know, if women have have kids on the golf course, it makes a woman have to go to a golf course. Like the reason my mom has been on a golf course is to pick me up. She's waited there. She's bought something in the clubhouse. Right. 
to you know for example like waiting on me to finish and i didn't have a cell phone all right she's going to get a drink in there getting you know if they have to go to the golf course that's growing the game in my opinion because like your dad's going to play because he you know all his boys play right but if your mom's going out there to pick you up you know she's she's invested in what you're about right yeah well even like you know we i played golf in israel this summer and it's the only golf course in israel one golf course and uh there's like a restaurant and the restaurant was filled with people who weren't playing golf like weren't in golf clothes. So cool. I was shocked. So, that's how munis are. I was so excited. I was like, everyone's here just to hang out. It's like a spot. It should be. And that's how Gaston Municipal used to be. It is not like that. Um, the guy that runs it now, you're not allowed to uh not allowed to hang out there. Dude, the coolest thing, we had this putting green and these old men would play for quarters. You know, like and I you know, quarters seemed like a fortune and like I'll never forget the first time I was putting them for quarters and my dad was like, you know, what'd you do with the four quarters you had yesterday? You know? <laughs> so it's um it's it's a big component of um where the people at the top say they want to grow the game, but choose differently when it comes to getting people out there. That's what the it, the central problem is. What uh, what the foundation has a mission? Yeah. Our foundation? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know the exact words, but my thing is I want to get people access to a golf course, you know, and the biggest thing we wanted to do though, is the, is to get people in the kids into sports that want to be competitive, you know, like not so much like the, the babysitter thing, like, and then obviously through golf is the main thing, you know, because that's my story. That's something people can relate to. So I, I'm super, uh, I guess passionate about the golf part but there's other kids that are my i guess that were like me that played other sports that would also need opportunity as well so it's super uh it's super cool i'm super passionate about it like as much as i am about getting better at golf yeah that's good me too um i'm curious to know you're um you got a tour card by uh the web money list right you're 27 27 on the list 30th no i was 20 uh the first year i was 28 the second year i was uh 25 on the and, and 25 is the last one in last last one. man in yeah did you know that when you were on the 18th green like did did was there a thing there did it or was when it- i finished i was 25 and then i went and packed because i had a red eye from portland and i was like going 26 27 then it went to 25 and then i got back to the golf course you just keep refreshing Oh, yeah. On your phone? Yeah, I was nervous, but at the same time, I knew I was in the playoffs, okay. and I was playing well, so I was like, I'll get my card. You and can then, slam it if you have to. Yeah, and I, I would have in the playoffs. Like I, that's. Just but you like, didn't need to. No, which is awesome. But what you know what is unfortunate, though, about when you go to the playoffs is that like if you're in that 25 spot, it's different now because they have points. You're in that 25 spot, and the 20 guys so far ahead of you it's hard to make up ground on him you know right and then you're and then you're playing you get four weeks but it's it's hard it's it's way harder than you think because if he finishes you know the money was so little if he finishes 20th i gotta finish fifth to cut you know to really cut into that that lead and then the last i think i moved up to like 22 and i was the last man or 21 i was the last man in I was the last man in Vegas. You right. I mean? So it just makes it so hard. You're like, bro. But it's hard, but like when you're doing it, it's not hard. 
like when you're on the course because you're you're just trying to play the best you can you know you're so wrapped up in like that shot that moment like it's not like well if i don't get this up and down i'm going to be 26 <laughs> you know what i mean no like that if i started doing that i would i'd have less hair than i have right now and i wouldn't be having fun yeah you don't seem like the guy to be doing those calculations no i, can, I don't do any calculations really well you talked you talked a lot about your opinion um like what do you hate negativity I can't stand it. Don't want to be a part of it. It's just something that just drags you down. It's something that this world is like filled with. Obviously, there's positivity, but like perfect example, you cut on the news. What do you see? Someone got murdered. Someone got killed. Someone, something along those lines. Like one day, I want to have a news station where it's just only good news. That's all we can. That's all we can post. Only good news. And we can't. So so someone doesn't get offended. We have to have a monotone person to where. You know, you can't say, I don't really like that guy. I don't No, We just we just put the news out there like a little robot just so we can know that there's so much good going on. We don't ever talk about the good. You know, like obviously I've been bashing about how we're not growing the game. There's a lot of good stuff going on, youth on course. But like if I don't say anything, if I don't say how I don't think anything's going well, will anything change? Well, that's kind of the funny like paradox, right? It's like I'm not really an activist. Like I'm not going to go to a um, you know, protest. Yeah. But that that stuff has to happen. Yeah. And I and I and I am grateful to the people that do. I mean, all, it's just not the way you're going to go about about making things better. Yeah. Me either. I, I think uh, there's ways that you can um, grow the grow anything that you want to do exactly without being a disruption. Yeah. Like think about if you did that in school growing up. You would get suspended. They're doing it in Europe. The the oh, um, Greta Thunberg. The they're not going to school because because they're like because it's too hot of climate change. Yeah. Oh, got it. Perfect. The um, the uh, <laughs> the uh, I wanted to talk to you about um, you know, my favorite Instagram account or one of my favorites is Good News. It's called Tanks Good News. Tanks Good News, dude. I'm check at, it out, I'll, man. I'll, I'll it's all it. like it's all good stuff. It's only good news. It's like dog saved life. Uh, like plumber donates money to failing kidney. Victim. No way. Yeah, it's all positive. Tanks. T a n k s. Good news. It'll come up if you write in tanks. Oh it's yeah, got like I got 50 it. Fifty million. Oh yeah, dude. I'm just saying, try it out for a week. See how oh, it feels. No, I'll follow it. It's, I love it's it. It's just Instagram. I'm, <laughs> it's all good. Oh, it's awesome. Now I can repost some good stuff. I sometimes do, man. They're really heartwarming things. I mean, I just saw the one with the cats. And then, have you seen this show, Don't Fuck With Cats? No. Oh, man. I'm not a big cat. I'm over a dog guy. You're into cats? I'm a dog guy, but this will make you just hate the world. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's just so messed up. What's it called? It's called Don't Fuck With Cats. Don't Fuck With Cats. Yeah, this this is what's wrong with the world. (laughs) So, Kevin Hart gets on there, has a documentary, and he gets... 90% 90% on the Netflix thing. And it's such a good documentary about the things that are that are tough in this world we live in. Yeah. But this other guy kills cats and it's 99 on the scale. I mean that, I mean that's just crazy. That's not good. But it is crazy. It is the most I'm going to have to watch it. I mean legitimately you do not watch it at night. Okay. It's just the creepiest thing that someone would Oh, cuz they to fuck do. with us? Oh. Man. They like step on your face. Oh yeah. You, I, I don't want to give it away, but this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and the internet came through, and I'm super happy. All right, well, I'll check it out, because I don't really like cats. So it's good for a non-cat liker? You'll, you might become a cat liker after. Really? Oh, yeah. They make you look at a cat a lot differently. Wait, because they do like, car- they like karma? Like hey, bad- man, opening scene, they vacuum a, this guy vacuums a cat till they die. Oh, no. 
Oh, dude, you gotta watch it. Trust me. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. It makes you be like, look. I can't watch. Like, I can't watch that. I love animals. I look. What I'm saying, I don't like cats. I'm just saying, like, I'm not gonna like. I'm allergic to them. All right, that's really where it comes from. But I just don't like cats because they claw you. Period. Yeah, they hurt. They claw, and I'm allergic. So it's like it's, it's when funny, I say, but when a I say dog I don't bites. Like, I'm like, oh, it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> dogs are cute. You have a dog? I do. I got a dog when I got out of school. It was the worst mistake of my life. All they <laughs> it's do hard because you travel a lot. Yeah, but thank. Thank God for my parents, man. They uh, they took they just still take care of him. Now he's like eighty five pounds and fat and happy. It's awesome. What kind of dog is eighty five pounds? Black lab, big one. Oh yeah, fat, happy, <laughs> just rolls around. He's got like thirty lives. He's been hit by a car. <laughs> he ate a Gatorade bottle. He's, hey, this is all HV two though. What's his name? Uh, Toby. Toby. Yeah, Toby. Toby's not. How'd you go with the name? My dad did. Yeah. Yeah, he's got all these theories from being old. He's like, it's got to be like two syllables and stuff like that. Okay, I like that. Because if you have more than that, he won't listen as well. I'm like, all right, dad. Because he had like hunting dogs. That's why he called you Harold? (laughs) Yeah, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it's, um, yeah, I like dogs. I've always had dogs growing up. We had poodles growing up. So Okay. It was okay. I just hated walking around the house and like you always... I mean, you would step on one without even trying. I'm like, bro, why are you under my feet? Well, and you know, they can't back up. Oh, like they dog, always dogs like can't back like up. This. So it's like my dog, he's like a little 15 pounder, you know? And it's like if he's in the hallway, like he can't back up and you kind of got to be careful. You have a dog in L.A.? Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. Why? You got any grass? Um, like I'm sitting here looking outside and there's like, there's where, no where's the dog going to? You know, I mean, I guess nowadays you got to go pick it up. I, that's one thing why I don't want another dog. Like, if the dog goes in the yard, uh, you're SOL. It goes in the yard. Yeah. And as a kid, was it not the greatest thing running across the yard and getting the hard one instead of the soft one? <laughs> I mean, so great. So, I mean, whatever happened to being a kid? It's going by. I mean, there's not a lot of yards in L.A. So I just I have a little street though. He likes the street. There's some like dirt areas. You oh, know. which is p- perfect. Yeah, he's got. Do you good... have to clean them up with the little thing? Um, I mean, or do you not? So I do. I'm when in... it's on the concrete, he actually likes to go to the bathroom on the concrete, which is like great because it's, it's super easy, easy to, to clean. Out. Yeah. But when he goes in the off the side, I don't really. I wouldn't either. I the just... best is when I was living in my old, old place. We get this like note. Please pick up your dog's disposal. I'm like, like handwritten. Uh. No, the, the, they we had this app. Oh, it's called the uh, Nextdoor app. I'm sure everyone has it. It's like actually pretty cool. But like the stupidest things they would argue about. Like um, it's like a neighborhood were, watch. It was a hundred. Uh, yeah, it's like a neighborhood. Correct. Okay. There's a, it's a hundred degrees out, and these people are like, I mean, why are they mowing the grass at seven thirty in the morning? I'm like, are you kidding me? It's a hundred degrees today, and you're telling. You're, I mean, you're sitting at home in your AC, worried about this. Freaking guy that might die out here on this lawnmower. Yeah. Um, I'd be like, hey, uh, why don't you get out there and mow your own grass? <laughs> whenever you whenever you get time to wake up. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to get back to lawn mowing. I want to talk to you more about that. All right. Hey, it's Claude Brothers here, Randy and Jason, and we have a couple of podcasts. If you you know them or you don't know them, check them out. We do View from the Cheap Seats, which is sports and comedy, and we have a podcast called Dumb People Town where we break down stupid behavior done by stupid people in this stupid world of ours. It is hilarious. Check them both out. And now, check out this podcast. You said uh, you said uh, once that uh, whether I win, I'm going to go home and mow my mom's lawn, and whatever I lose, I'm going to go home and mow my mom's lawn. Is that true? 
Yeah, but like people blew it out of proportion. Like <laughs> it was super uh, normal. Um, what do you mean they blew it out of proportion? I just think that that you should help your parents. Um, you are an adult. You were raised by them. So if you have a chance to help them, that's what you do. That's where I come from. Um, my, everyone pretty much around me, they, you know, from my caddy to my manager, they're doing some form or fashion to help their parents in the best way that they can. That's your job, man, because you'll never be able to repay them. They've done things for you that, I mean, I didn't like at the time, but they were what was best for me. So, I mean, if my parents are spending 50 bucks a month for some guy to mow the grass, why? And I'm home. I'm in Charlotte. And I can drive home and just do it real quick. Why would I not do it? Uh, I, so, I mean, it's awesome to, you know, I, they John Deere took really good care of me. And it was turned out to be like, a you know, a funny thing. Like, you know, man, we got. But at the same time, I really honestly thought that that was pretty normal. You know, like helping your parents. Like, yeah. why, why would I not try to save them a dollar or two with, with my time? You know, like, not only do I get to mow the grass, but I get to say, hey, mom, dad, how you doing? You know, like, you know, sometimes fix me dinner. I, I mean, what better way to spend your Monday? Well, it's it's funny because it's not really like it's it's almost not like you're saving them 50 bucks. It's more like you're doing a service to them that's probably priceless. Yeah, I mean, I used like to you're, you're spending time with them when it was a hundred at the push mower, but now they now I got a riding mower. It's awesome. I they got a few more acres now though. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm so pumped. Um, Tell me about it. Tell me what happened. So, I've always wanted to have a place where I could hit balls and not have to talk to anyone, and I could always bring someone if I wanted to. So, no, sorry saying, to interrupt. When you mean not talk to anyone, you mean as Harold Varner the third, PGA Tour player. I go work. Anywhere you go, it's, hey, Harold, what's on your schedule next week? Hey, Harold, how you been? And yeah. it's hard to get work done. For the most part. Do I, do I like, hate it? No, but, like, there's times where, like, like if I really want to work at Gaston Country Club, the best thing I can do is schedule a lesson with Bruce, my old instructor. Like, I can always be like, Bruce, just come out and watch me hit some balls, and no one will come up and talk to me. You know, it's, it's absolutely brilliant. Because, like, your time, the, as I'm learning, your time becomes less and less the more you play. Like, everyone says you get on tour and your time becomes less. I think it comes with age. Because, like, when I was 25, I, man, I could talk all day. I'd be out there. But the older you get, the more other stuff you want to do. So, I, per, I've, you know, that happened. So, I was like, man, what can I do where I can – I want to live in Charlotte. You know, that's where I want to – you know, raise my kids. That's where I want to be in that area. So what, what can I do to make my life easier, but very efficient? So I, I live probably 35 minutes away. We moved closer to Gastonia, which is still in Charlotte. But last year I was like, man, what if I built a range where I could hit indoors when it's cold and be able to hit outdoors in the summer, you, you know, like have it all tricked out. And I had some toys. So, um, my my manager, Preston Line, his dad came up to me and was like, you really want to do this? I'm like, yeah. So they, uh, while I was gone, they looked at three properties, Preston and his dad, and, um, you know, I was like, man, I'm going to have a lot of toys, you know. what? And Keith, his dad, was like, you need to put your parents' house on the front of the land and put your building in the back, and we'll turn it into a range. Like, this was in this was this February of last year, so like not thinking anything of it, 
we get into it, you know, get the land, get the trees, all this stuff cleared off, graded, house starts going up. It's super cool. My parents, you know, that right now they're looking at their all their stuff, like their appliances and stuff. But the cool part for me is in the back, it's like a fun house, and there's like a legit, like, man cave where I can hit golf balls out of. That's it's three it's three oh three to my or two ninety to my parents um house, but like just left of my parents' house, which is like I mean just left, it's sixty yards wide. I can hit it up to four hundred and thirteen yards. <laughs> yeah, so like four thirteen. This, this uh well the only reason I know a car was coming by and I shot it with my range because <laughs> when you're when this is getting built, you're so this is the coolest thing about it. So I'm sitting there and you know, like, as stuff is getting built, I have to decide, like, hey, man, where do you want to put this? Where should we put this? Where's the edge of the land? Like, what? where can I shoot guns? Like, what, you know, you're plotting out, you know, what you want to do in your future of, like, because at the end of the day, like, I want to make it to where anyone that needs a place to stay, like, decently close to shot, hey, man, just go crash down there. Go crash at my parents' house. Doesn't, doesn't matter. It's like a just a it's like a varn i mean it's a varner farm you know just like mikasa sukasa but it just turned out to be one of the coolest things ever we um we put a pond on there we stocked it with fish um i mean i i just i can't say enough about like what it takes to build a house and Keith is doing all this. Like, right now, his head is spinning right now. So, they move in. My parents move in in two weeks. Is Keith your dad? No, Keith is Preston's dad, my manager. Ah, okay. And You grew up with him. Yeah, we've been boys since, like, the third grade. So, it's just, uh, it's super cool, but, like, it's just crazy how it just came out. Like, I went from, like, oh, I want, I want enough land where I can build a range to, hey, man, why don't you just put your parents' house on? All right, cool, whatever, sounds good. And he did it in a way that where I could afford it, where... You know, we spent money because, you, you know, it's just hard. But, like, we also saved a lot of money because he knew he got knew the right people. Right. So, like, man, it was super. I got to I got to get on some of the tractors out there, you know, like mess around. It's just very neat. Like met some awesome people. The guys that came and did the grading, you know, just awesome, just good hearted people that are, you know, want to do well. They, you know, still come by and look at the land like, man, that's super cool. Like. So to me, it's cool that my parents' house is on it, but even cooler that I'm a legit be able to practice yeah. on my game at my house. Legitimately. And it's fifteen minutes away from my house I live in now. That's great. Yeah, so like I didn't I think of this big plan and um obviously we heard about Kobe. It's just uh you always want to plan. Like you always want to plan and obviously sometimes we don't get to see that but like this plan came together way faster than i could have imagined i want to see it uh i used to have a drone picture of it yeah i think i do yeah it's unbelievable this is with no grass it's got grass on it now Um, first looks of the varner farm yeah it's uh super cool let's see how i can find this so it should be pretty easy if I can just go. The new update is terrible on the phones. Yeah, it makes it harder to search. Yeah, usually I got some deers in here. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, here's the, here it is right here. All right, this is starting from my building. I mean, this is almost done. Just press play. All right, we got a video here. That's from my building. Okay. 
And oh, that's from goes, the range, from the man, from the man shed, man yeah. shack. What is it? Man know. cave. Well, I don't know. It's like miniature house, basically. Actually, it's twice the size of my parents' house. Wow, this is awesome. Yeah. So, like, you, you're looking. The pond's on your right right now, right? Yeah, yeah. So you're gonna hit balls in between that the trees to the left and that. See, all that red stuff is grass right now. Right. So like. Oh wow. Yeah, that's that was a long time that's ago. That's awesome. Yeah, and then that's my parents' house that you're about to see, and then it comes back. And when it comes back, you'll see there's probably s- there's probably seventy yards from the from the shed to the very back of the land. Okay, right. So is this? Oh, that's all a driveway. That's not a road. So you can't see any of this from the main street. I wouldn't drive by and be like, is that a driving range? Oh, you wouldn't know it was a driving you range, but you'd know it was pretty sick. <laughs> you could see it being a driving It's so flat. Like when they came and graded it, I stood inside my building and like wherever I couldn't see the dozer, the bottom of the dozer, they would put dirt there. I mean, uh, dude, this is the most impressive. Like I learned so much. And what are you working on there? Like do you have like, well, you haven't used it yet, but what are you planning on? Like What's the most important part of your game that you're trying to work on right now? From 100 to 180 yards. Right. Because my ball striking has been bad lately, but um, I'm just always striving to get better. So, like, why would I not, like, then I get to do it in my own backyard. Right. Like, so pumped. And then, obviously, back to the mowers. Like, this is the first time I've ever circled around and actually answered a question. Yeah, you, this is pretty good. We're about um, to, we're so to succeed. So, the first time I had a Toro mower – and I um, played in the pro am, and this guy's like, "We got to get the we got to get the red out of your thing." I'm like, "What?" I'm like, "So you know, usually you're like, you know, don't worry about it." But I got a phone call the next Monday, and he's like, "No, um, I need you to call this guy, and, you know, pick out your mower." It was crazy. It was something out of like it. So they came, they gave me the mower, took my mower, and so I just. I try to buy every John Deere product I can just because <laughs> that is that is so thoughtful. Obviously, it looks good social media-wise, but the people at John Deere are just unbelievable. Well, and that goes back to what you were saying earlier about growing the game and having like a corporate structure have one person that's interested in doing something with their, you know, brand's movements in golf, you know? And yeah. I think that's, you know, it's like, it's like, Companies are just made up of people, but I think we forget that because a lot of them are, we don't see the faces. We don't, we don't Correct. have any meaning. And we, I think society's made it that way. True. Everything's a dollar. Everything's has, has it today. Well, yeah. And I mean, the whole like financial crisis is because of companies that, you know, were operating very selfishly. <laughs> it, it's hard to find selflessness. Yeah. Oh, I've, I mean, cause if you want to be good at something, you got to be selfish in some degree got to whether it's your time um, your money your thoughts your the things you want to do you you know you got to be selfish in a sacrificing way like uh is that best for me you know like your your mind's telling you you want to do that go have fun or (laughs) you know screw off but it's good though man because at the end of the day you you have to do it to be good at anything like sometimes you don't probably don't want to be in certain places. You probably don't want to be in this house right now, but like it worked out. You know what I mean? Which is totally fine. Like you got to do some things until you are the boss. You got to do some things that you just don't want to do. Well, it does make me reflect on if you want to be good at certain things, you have to be selfish. It it does. When you said that, I was like, ooh man, like because I there was a time when it was just like there was more time for me to be able to do things that weren't just for me. Correct. And now it's like, I'm not going to do that because I'm not going to get anything out of it. And it's not me, but it's my company and it's my business. 
And now it's like, well, would I go do that? Because that's not really good for the YouTube channel or the podcast. Like, I'm not going to go do that. It makes a decision a lot different, which is, um, it's a part of life. Like, when you grow up, you want to be able to make those decisions. Like, yeah. what more can you ask for? To become a man that can say no, which is, I am the worst at. Like, really? I, oh, yeah. You said yes to this, so. Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> correct. Um, but I'm terrible at saying no. It's just really hard because you just... You want to please people. You want to make people to like you. But you have like, a hard time saying no to like what? Like, do you want to get dinner on Thursday nights? Um, I have a hard time saying no to having fun. If it uh, if it's uh, an entertainment thing, if it's um, the things I should be saying no to, I don't like. I need to go work out. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm getting back after. But, you, I, uh, but no matter what time you go to bed, you're up. You get up. You're up at five. You got a chance to do something good. You're up early. I like getting up early. No coffee. I don't drink What's coffee. that about? How that do you get up just... early with no coffee? And you're, you're 30 now, 29? 29. I don't want any stinky breath. I don't need that. <laughs> nah. I just don't do coffee. I don't, I don't... Any any type of caffeine? Tea? Oh, no. I dip. Red Bull? I dip. dip. I got a bad habit. That's caffeine. Wait. The dip doesn't have caffeine. It's nicotine. Yes, it does. Really? Yeah, Let you, me see it. What it's is why this? people... I don't have it. I Where is it? I haven't dipped in a couple of days, but... Oh, you're not like a real daddict. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's why you don't eat when you dip. A lot of guys on tour dip. They do. A lot. Of, I would say like 30%. I didn't start dipping until I was 22, though. Okay. I... um. I'd start playing the mini tours and I'd start doing <laughs> pouches and I'd have these 10-hour drives and I'd just sit there like... <laughs> and then like a pouch was terrible i was like oh you know i'll just do the long cut um and you get the big the big mouth oh, the big, one, the big mouth soda oh yeah and just i just, started it's disgusting but it's uh it's what i want to do so you know when's a good time to dip driving the international flight oh that man, is a good one that is a good time especially you wait to up in the air for like three or four hours you yeah. you throw one in and you're like whoa yeah well where are we going in fact gosh and then if the lady's <laughs> not coming by you're like can i get some water please <laughs> i need a cup i need an empty cup Bad. i need a full cup yeah the best is when you get on flights uh like across the country i'll be like hey you got an empty cup with uh <laughs> some napkins oh you can't dip in there i was like so ever since then, they know they call you out oh yeah why can't i dip on the plane it has something to do with uh, the stuff you're spitting out. I don't understand. You don't, but like when you eat, it's something to do with like the. I'm gonna spit the out germs. the shitty food in a second. I'm allowed to do yeah, that. That's what I was wondering, but like it's, <laughs> but it's, uh, I don't know. It's different. You're like, you're like basically. I know making, it's something to do with uh, your saliva, though. Like right. how it's uh, either people can get sick or it gets in the. I'm like, man, what the hell? Is that's gross. It's <laughs> so gross. Yeah. What's the hardest part about being on tour? Nothing. Really? Play for millions and hang out with people <laughs> that sometimes you don't want to hang out with. And then you hang out with people you truly cherish to be around. So the hardest thing, the hardest thing I've heard in my day will come is when you have kids. Um, so I just, uh, I'm looking forward to that experience. Right. You know, like. But at the same time, if I didn't see my dad, if I didn't see my dad a lot, I would, and he was doing, you know, taking care of me. So what? That's a part of life. Like, think about back in the day when, you know, but I don't know. Like, I'm all about how you're living, you know, like my parents struggled. So, like, 
if I would see my dad less and we struggled less, uh, that sounds awesome. Interesting, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, they they made it work, but, like, I mean, my let's see. My dad's probably seen me play golf probably five times in college, once in high school, and maybe the Wyndham and the Wells Fargo. Yeah. And the Wyndham and the Wells Fargo is the only time my mom's ever watched me. Um, Did they come out? They came and watched me in They come out on the weekend? No, they come. They, they, I don't know when they come out. Just some point in the tournament yeah. they come out. But, like, I never felt like they were like, oh, man, I wish my parents were here. <laughs> That's what I hear a lot. Like, you know, some, they can't be there. Like, suck it up, grow up, and play ball. That's your job. Have fun. If you're having fun, you're not too worried about who's watching. And if you're worried about who's not there, then you're not worried about being good at what you want to do. Right. So I I have a different mentality on the – where people are like, man, I didn't want to miss their recital. Well, I didn't want to miss the part where uh, I could pay for their college for <laughs> four years. You know what I mean? That's the way I look at it. Like, your job is to provide. Your job is to make their life easier. Obviously, there's people that are at different levels of that. But, like, if it involves me not being there more and them being able to live a better quality of life, that's a, that, I'll take that every time. Yeah. I'll take that chance every time. You're the only player wearing the uh, wearing the Jumpman logo. Yeah. You're the only player on uh, on the uh, the Jordan team in golf. Yeah. Um, Luke Keegan and Pat Perez are wearing the shoes as well. But uh, yeah, the only one wearing the clothing. But you're the wraparound deal. Yeah. You got the 360. Yeah, it's crazy. I learned that it's called um, in Jordan brand. It's called uh, toe to head because they start with the shoe. Oh. And everyone's like, oh, he's head to toe. No, no. Yeah, is that pretty funny? Other well, way around, dog. Yeah, I'll never forget. I was with Fred one day, and I was like, I'm head to toe, uh, Jordan. And he's talking. He's like, oh, no, we call it toe to head. Pew. I was like, uh, that was a curveball. <laughs> <laughs> was not. But it was very – but that that's how they that's how they do it. It's super clever. And, um, yes, I'm super fortunate. Um, you know, I'm curious to know what's your involvement there because, like, the style's on point. The style fits you. It looks good. It, I want to wear it. Or how involved are you in the creation of these clothes? Oh, it's pretty cool. So the first time I went out there, it was so late in the year, I didn't, like, get to say much about what, you know. You know, NJ's, you know, obviously he's the boss. So, like, they'll go talk to him. So the second year they went and talked to him. And then they'll come and they'll be like, what do you think? And I'll be like, oh, I like this collar. or don't like this collar. I like this material. And they just put it together, man. It's an unbelievable team. Um unbelievable team just can't yeah, really I mean, like even even this shirt here like it's a golf shirt but the there's no buttons on the outside or the buttons yeah hidden? it's difficult waking up though like trying to put this on real quick but <laughs> other than that it's uh it's good i like that it, the, the lines right there though. yeah but my uh what i liked about the other shirts is the collar was super stiff right so it always looked like you were like you know I don't know. I like I like Proper. when this is up. Yeah, I like yeah. I like that. Be a professional. You know, I never liked the golf outfit. Like I always hated the collar. I always hated that there was a dress code at nicer courses. But now I'm like kind of all about it. Like I can't wear a, a t-shirt much anymore. Okay, so why are you about it? This now is, why am I about this it? Is, this is the difference. though. some people are about it because it says some logo on it. No, I never wear. I'm a logo. about it because 
you look professional. Yeah, I, I like the feeling of walking down the fairway with a good fit and just looking like professional, even though yeah. I'm an amateur. No, you yeah. So I think I've always thought that looking like a professional, you know, you're gonna play good. The it's perfect example is with the new thing where we get to wear shorts. Right. Is it more comfortable? Yes. Do we look like professionals? Zero chance. If I if I was running a business, you wouldn't be able to wear jeans on a. You know they like let, now they're letting you wear jeans on a Friday. Right. Nah. Nah. I want you to come ready to work, ready to look good, ready to feel good. Because like the way that you dress is the way you kind of perceive yourself whenever you're talking to someone. Like right. if I came up to you and I had holes in my shirt and I'd be like, hey, you know what's up? But like you kind of stick your chest out when you put on a button down. Like For I don't sure. put on a lot of them, but when I do, like going to weddings, I'm like, damn, dog, you look good. Yeah. There ain't nothing better than looking in the mirror and saying that. Yeah. So I, um, I mean, I like wearing the shorts, but I like, I like Do being you wear professional. Them? Yeah, I'm wearing them right now. Play practice around the day. Yeah, I wear them, man. You know how good that feels on your, you know what? <laughs> but it was chilly today. Oh. It wasn't that hot today. Oh, it was, dude, it was mint. If it's 60, yeah. oh, just throwing a jacket and shorts, it is fair game. What bro. do you, what do you, do you, do you look at a lot of the fashion on tour? Do you care about it? Are you like, oh, that's hot. The, 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 the jump of the, um, you know, what do you call them? The pants with the, the tight thing at the bottom. The joggers. The joggers. I, I actually, um, I guess I don't really like look, look at it. I just see like the complete package. Like right. I think, um, Grayson, I like, like what I look at in the aspect, what would look good on someone who's like kind of pudgy with a big butt bald, you know what I'm saying? Like, Named Harold. like kind of fits your, uh, <laughs> like what would you wear? I'll, and I, I like it. And then you got to match the shoes though. You gotta, you can't be wearing like a classic looking shoe with like a right. athletic fit. So that's kind of, um, with the stuff I look at, I don't look at like the designs, like the stuff that Billy wears, he wears it to get, I feel like attention. Yeah. Which is totally fine, but I'm wearing stuff because well, I think it looks good on me. He's kind of he's kind of got that vibe. Yeah, he's a he's a very good dude though. Yeah, he's I, a great when guy. I first uh, when I first met him, I just thought he was just kind of big time and all. <laughs> like I know you want a FedEx, but at the end of the day, man, 20 years from now, people are going to forget you want a FedEx. You might have that's anything. That's sure. anything in life. Like, I mean, you got to do a lot. No, even if you do a lot, people are going to forget. I'm telling True. you. Yeah, I guess, I guess it's a long, well, on a long enough timeline. You tell me what years Jack Nicholas won the Masters. He won I mean, six of them. Six of them. Three of them were in the same decade, in the 60s. 63, okay, okay. He, 64. That's my point exactly. I don't know. That's my point exactly. So you know what they will remember in life? How you help people. How you inspired them to be better. That's why people are super hurt about Kobe. Have you... Every time they get on there, all you hear about is stories about how Kobe said hello to their kids. That is what it's all about to me because I don't want you to remember me as a golfer. That means if you remember me as just a golfer, I didn't – I sucked at life. I sucked. I did nothing to make this society better. Then what's the fun in that? Because if some guy – if the guys in Gastonia did not want to help an individual, I wouldn't be where I am right now. So I take pride in that. Like I take – full advantage of where I am to help other people and I'll I'll lose it all. I mean it's fine. Like this is just a part of something that is cool because I love playing golf. Do you think about that stuff when you're playing golf? Yeah. Like when the you bigger see a picture kids sitting there and he's like he's like, hey, uh what do you you know, can you sign this? Yeah, you sign every time. Because one day your autograph isn't gonna mean Jack Squat. <laughs> So yeah, does it um 
do I think about it all the time when I'm like competing? No, but like when you're out here and you see a kid, you sign it. You help that kid. You you do what you can to make that kid feel special, man. It's important. Obviously, I understand the big timers can't do it because they, there's, you know, there's 30 kids right there. They don't have time to sign 30 autographs. Right. Just keep but going for too. me, for me, when there's two kids there, sign the freaking flag, bro. Yeah. What's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to you at a tournament? Man. Nicest thing. I've heard you have pretty eyes and a nice smile. That's about it. That's the only ones I can remember off the top of my head. I mean, I could say that right now. All right. You do. Thank you. I mean, I'm not. I'll, I'll wait. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you got a nice smile. You do. You got a, you got a nice face. I'm trying to think. Um, that's about it. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I, I really don't know. I just say thank you just when people give compliments because they don't have to give them. Do you have any regrets? Any regrets? Yes. If you don't have regrets, you didn't mess up in life. And if you ever want to learn, the best way to learn is messing up. What's your biggest regret? Biggest regret. Not playing better at the PGA last year was one. <laughs> uh, biggest you know regret what, Harold? in life. You know what, Harold? I was watching that. And what'd you think? I also man? regret it, man. Golly, I what just happened? Laid an egg what everywhere. Happened? It was super hard. It was um, a tough day. But you know what the coolest part is? I was prepared. I was I was ready for war. It just didn't go my way. Yeah. And that's sports. You know, I mean, that's and honestly, it, it, golf is. I feel like one of those few sports where it's like you can get nine good breaks and you can get nine bad breaks on the same side. You know what I mean? And oh, sometimes yeah. they just split. And I, that's the way you literally the, the bounce. How do you manage a game where the ball is going to bounce all over the place and you have no control once the club face leaves the ball? Oh, it's easy. That's the best part about it is the unknown, the uncontrollable. That is the coolest part about it. Man, I live for that. Just see where it goes. Hit it. I'm going to try that as a swing thought. I'm going to see where that goes. Because yeah, hit it right, hard. Right now, I hold on. Uh, what you holding on to? You holding on I don't to hit know. a bad My shot? Chicken wing? What you're doing? <laughs> holding on to hit it? Shit. What's your favorite shot to hit? Favorite shot? A 15 footer on the last hole for birdie. Okay. Nothing better than just whoop. Center. Oh, dude, there's nothing. Especially when you got some money on the line. There is nothing. Are you thinking about like at the on a Sunday at, at a say whatever Travelers? Are you thinking about like this putt's kind of worth? $23,000. Oh, no. I When I first got out, I did. You were trying to There was an amount of money, man. I'll never forget. When I saw it hit my account, I was like, <laughs> bro, man, this is damn. All right, here's the deal. My third week on tour, I made $208,000. Yeah, you did. You my came parents, out of the gate. Perfect. Perfect example. This is just perspective. My parents could work three, both of them combined, could work three years in a row and probably wouldn't make that. So why in the hell should I not walk around with a smile on my face? It's just all about perspective. You know, like whenever I get older, my kids probably going to think 200,000 is nothing. I'm going to have to smack them upside his head, <laughs> you know, but it's, uh, it's all about where you, how you grew up. So like, I, I've always been able to do that. Understand that like things aren't always pretty. Things aren't always the way you want them to be, but they are because, the way they are for a reason it is what it is accept it enjoy it the un, you know the part that sucks sometimes is good right and you know you you got it it's sometimes it's tough getting up when things 
aren't going your way, but like, I kind of enjoy that. I kind of like, I enjoy that part of like, man, today just might not be the day. But you, you, you wake up to see if you can make it the, a better day than the way you feel. And then right. I enjoy, I enjoy talking. I enjoy interacting with people. I enjoy like just being alive. You had a, you had a hot rookie year coming out. Yeah, man. I was, man, if I had the work ethic that I have now with that ball striking year, oh my gosh, I win for sure. <laughs> Without a doubt. Cause I'd play good all the time. So I was just like, man, this is, this is nothing, you know, just, right. and now I just, I can hit it everywhere and somehow find a way. You, uh, uh, for that first year, and I don't know how long, but uh, tell me about Kevin. Kevin. Web tour Kevin. Oh, Kevin Price. That's Kevin Price. I thought you were talking about Kevin. I was like, Kevin, nah. Kevin know. Price. Um, Kevin Price, first of all, I describe him to the audience because I know him pretty well. That's a guy who's high on life. He's <laughs> He is high on life. He's uh, loves golf. worked for everything that he, you know, for the most part. Obviously, I met him when I was on the Corn Ferry Tour, and he... Man, you the he was obviously a little bigger. And oh, that's right. He did the challenge. It, this was before the challenge. He lost weight. He lost like eighty pounds. And he didn't before he did the challenge, and he didn't have any clothes. And like I had an allotment with Oxford, so and he only dude perfect example. He was still freelancing, so he would just write. You know, like what he works for the PGA Tour specifically Web dot com. Yeah, and. How did you guys become friends? How did you become his roommate? Oh, this is this is crazy. Oh, so no, before the the tour thing started, he was just freelancing, writing. Okay. So I uh, I saw him and he lost some weight, and I was like, I was like, Kev, man, are you wearing the same pants that you've been wearing? <laughs> like, because we not that we were close. Oh, because like, you gave him the pants. He's like, man, dude, I uh, I lost a lot of weight and I only had one pair that still fit, and I was like, hey, man, what's your address? And I had an allotment with Oxford, so I was like. It's at the end of the year. I was like, "Hey, man, here you go." So I sent him, uh, I sent him like eight pairs of pants, and then he, w then he lost more weight, and then I think someone else helped him. Um, so it was super. Uh, you know, I'm just super proud of him for just like, I think it's hard to write. I think it's very. Hard. I mean, my grammar's terrible. We were talking about that earlier, but I think to get to where he is, where he is right now, it's just being able to see the journey. Yeah. So cool. So he, I he lived did a in challenge. Jackson. He did a challenge, right? Yeah. It was an office challenge, and it was like $100 goes to the person who can lose the most amount of weight. Yeah. And he crushed everybody. Yeah. So I he, mean, he's a, he's a different person. Yeah. He just, um, man, he, he get, that's one guy who gets excited to write, gets excited about what he loves to do, and you always got to respect that. If you Whatever that person wants to do, as long as it's not hurting him or, or others, and they love it, oh, man. Cheer him on, slap him on the rear end. Let's go. Yeah, Let's he's go a very positive guy. Correct. So I obviously was drawn, and I was moving out of Jacksonville, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, hey man, would you be interested in uh, renting out your? Pl it was weird. It wasn't like uh, when you're in college and you, the next person wants to rent that you know, like if you know him, you just call the landlord. It was a company that rented it out, so like they couldn't just give it to him. They had to, you had to go apply, and like other people were allowed to apply. And I was like, this is dumb. Right. You know, like, they, why would you just not let them have it? But they ended up getting it, and they asked for my couch, and then the washer and dryer. It was just pretty funny. And they uh, they still live there. Crazy.
it was a fun house, man. And you lived there. Up, it, I lived there for a year, maybe, maybe two years. You're literally playing in tour events, finishing top twenty-five, and th- th- that's just what I thought was so interesting to me. It was, it was like down to earth. Yeah, but you're supposed to help. That's that, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, how is that? That shouldn't be the outlier. No, you yeah. should be like trying to help people. I don't know. I yeah. can't. I can't I, get over it. You're right. But Kevin's also a great guy. Yeah. You know, especially when you've seen him work, seen him like, you know, just keep getting better at what he loves to do, then getting more opportunity. Now he's like out. He, you know, now he's doing even better. He's got some help and loving what he does, no matter what the how many long hours. I mean, you you just appreciate it. why why would you not want to help that guy? Well, I think that's something that like you know I feel lucky. Seems like you also have the same experience, and Kevin as well is a great example. Is it's like when you love your job, it's very easy to put a lot of time into it. Is there a downside though? Like is because I I could if I'm being totally honest, I could tell you a downside, but do you have one? Not yet. No. I think I think the family thing is going to be hard, man. Yeah. I think uh, seeing a kid not. The part, the problem is, is that you have the, you have the financial means to see that kid all the time, but it does it help you play better golf, mm. you know, or whatever you do and missing out. But I don't want to put like some idea in your head, but isn't there ever times where, I mean, I admire your positivity, but yeah. isn't there sometimes where you're just like, I don't want to play golf today. No. What the hell you mean? <laughs> that, that's the, that. Do no. you are you surprised by do you see that on tour and you're like whoa you got this thing backwards? No, I, you see it, but they're they're lying. They're putting on this facade as if they don't care. If you didn't care, you wouldn't be there, bro. You do, when you make the kind of money they make, you only do what you want to do. Just walk down the range. People talk exactly what is kind of going on. Oh, I, I you know I I want to quit, but you go out there and make four birdies. How's, that doesn't make sense. Mm, never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm back. I'm back. I didn't mean man. it. Yeah, and that's just half ass on life, and I just not. I'm not about that. Right. Well, I feel like we all have a lot to learn from there. Yeah, I mean, I have to learn that too. There's, I mean, there's gonna be. I'm gonna run into my challenges. They're they're coming, and I'm not afraid of them. That's part of life. But as long as I embrace them with a, with the things that I can control, my attitude, I'll be fine. Awesome. Well, I'm a big fan, and I wish you the best, and thank you for your time. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. All right, folks. What's better than saving money on premium golf balls? Saving money on premium golf balls that you can customize with any logo you want. Whether it's your dog or your lawyer, customize your vice balls at vicegolf.com. Also, podcast listeners, podcast listeners get free customization using the code EAL2020. Hit them up. All right, folks, Precision Pro. One advantage that low-handicap golfers have that has nothing to do with the mechanics of their swing, it's that they approach every shot with all the right information. The more informed you are, the better your decision-making process is before you even swang that club. I rely on Precision Pro rangefinders to give me the precise information as I make my way through 18 holes, sometimes 36, MJ. I've carried several of their rangefinders around the world with me, and they've all been easy to use, incredibly fast, and most importantly, it gives me the exact yardage so I can choose the right club. You know, you need those two things. It's a relationship, folks. You can't just hit the same club on every shot, and you can't just hit the same yardage. All golfers need a rangefinder that they can trust. 
And I'm telling you that my boys over there in Cincinnati, I trust them. And I'm just saying that the Precision Pro is a brand I trust. My listeners also receive $20 off any of their great rangefinders. Just use the promo code ERIC at checkout for an extra $20 off, E-R-I-K, to add to one of their award-winning rangefinders to your bag this summer. You can even put it in your pocket. I do that too. It actually is, it's got a magnet too and it goes onto your cart. But if you put it on the cart, you might forget it. I've done it, folks. Don't do it to yourself. Don't do your, don't play yourself like that. Best of all, Precision Pro Golf is the only rangefinder that offers free lifetime battery replacements. So not only are you getting a rangefinder, you're signing up for a lifetime service. It's a commitment. It is a lifetime commitment. You literally hand in hand with Precision Pro. Well, I'm not sure where that came from. Anyway, it's all part of the industry-leading customer service that Precision Pro Golf delivers to every customer. Booyah. Swing with confidence, hit more greens, and with use – and I'm going to do that one more again. Swing with confidence, hit more greens with Precision Pro Golf. Later. All right, folks. Adidas. Adidas is pushing the boundaries once again in golf footwear. And if you've been counting, I don't. I haven't been counting. It's a lot of times. But they're doing it again, so whatever many times it's been, it's at one. Uh, so you need to check this out. It's called the Code Chaos, all capitals. The footwear team let me know that this shoe was meant to break down traditional stereotypes and make a statement that there doesn't have to be one look for the sport when it comes to golf footwear. It's, authentic, it's athletic and bold from a style standpoint, but this shoe is seriously packed with technology. It's spikeless, but beyond just being tested with guys like DJ and Xander, they did heat map studies. Heat map. That means they know where you are right now. They literally know. And watch, I'm telling you, you're going to get an ad for Adidas footwear in your feed. I'm telling you, and I just, it's not me. I don't know if it's them. It's probably Xander, not DJ. Xander's got an X in his name, so he's a little more sinister. Even though I would not, I would probably feel more likely that DJ would really he could he could do some damage with the club um, to my face. So to see how players shift their weight, they use this heat mapping technology to, to see where they, they shift their weight, but also where you are physically at this current moment uh, throughout the swing. So anyway, with all that info, they created a new traction system called Twist Grip. Twist Grip. That's spelled the way it sounds. Anyway, so the players get the grip they need exactly where they need it, and this is an ad lib, and when they need it. That's I just added that. Uh, it's waterproof. Waterproof is key. Let's get let's get honest, folks. If you want a waterproof shoe, unless you live in the desert, you can wear sandals or moccasins. But for everybody else, you need the waterproof shoe. So hit up the code chaos. It's waterproof, lightweight, and obviously has the boost cushioning, which we all love. There's even a high top boa version, which I'm not sure I'm man enough to rock, but John Rahm is. But he's also He's very, very good at golf. We can all agree. These things are next level, so get yourself a pair. Head over to adidas.com slash code chaos. Spelled the way it sounds. Although the C-H in chaos is sounds more like a K. So it's C-O-D-E-C-H-A-O-S. And shop the styles and follow Adidas Golf on Instagram and Twitter for all the latest news from Le Trois Stripes. That's three stripes, folks. All right. Whoop, folks. Whoop. W-H-O-O-P. I think you know what I'm talking about. You've seen Rory wearing it. You may have seen me wearing it, and I'm pretty much into this wearable device, wearable technology, wearable. I like it. At first, I was like not sure if I was going to like having this thing on my wrist, but I'm into it mostly because of the incredible amount of information that it gives me about me and my life and how to 
perform better. Like I'm not gonna ever be some amazing athlete, but I do like getting this feedback from my body. So basically it has inside of it this crazy light that reads not only your heart rate, but all sorts of other things about your body, mostly the the time in between heartbeats, the heart rate variability, that's key. Um, anyway, it provides personalized insights on the performance of your sleep and how recovered your body is and how much stress you put on your body throughout the day from your workouts and the normal stressors of life. Big key takeaway, walking 18 holes, that's a workout, folks. No joke. Um, so anyway, when I get up, I look at my whoop score. I try to see how I slept last night. Uh, and I've tried to incorporate takeaways to get better sleep and uh, especially when traveling and stuff like that because rest is really important. And uh, the quality of sleep is really key. So, you know, it, it has all these, you know, suggestions for getting better sleep. The biggest takeaway is consume a lot of water. Um, also, I've started exercising more. This thing plugs in great to all of my exercise routines. And I can see exactly where I'm at at my uh, max heart rate. Um, it's got a built-in feature with a strain coach that it gives you target exertion goals and workout to work out optimally for the level of intensity. Um, it basically is a personal assistant for your working out. Um, and folks, big deal for you guys. They're offering 15% if you use the code EAL at checkout. That's 15% off WHOOP.com and enter EAL at checkout to get your discount. Sleep better, recover faster, and train smarter. Optimize your performance with Whoop. Uh, it's got it's custom tailors to your body. It takes like a like a little bit of time to get to know you, and then it knows you, and it's fun because I've got a lot of friends that use it, and we talk about it. I'm like, yo, what was your sleep score last night, bro? And basically, it's how early did you go to bed and how early did you wake up and did you get distracted while sleeping? Um, it tracks all four stages of your sleep, slow, wave, REM, and light, and when you wake up, and it can tell you how much sleep you've actually gotten down to the minute. So it's like the first thing I do when I wake up is I just check it and I'm like, yo, what, how did we do last night? And I can tell, I can notice the difference now. And it's kind of like that awareness wasn't really there before using the whoop strap. Um, the whoop journal allows you to track the decisions that you make during the day and the impact that those have on your recovery. And basically guys, whoop can help anyone perform better, whether it's preparing for a golf match. Yo, yeah. Race meeting, etc. Whoop can help plan out your day and make smarter lifestyle decisions to help you feel better than ever. And I can say I have definitely improved in a lot of areas there, whether even now when I walk 18, like I feel better, you know what I mean? And I think part of that is you're just focusing on your body's performance. And this is the tool that gives you the insight to do that. So please go check it out. Support the people that support us. Whoop.com, W-H-O-O-P, enter code E-A-L at checkout to get 15% off. All right, one more ad read. I'll probably do another one after this. Jones Sports Go, folks. If you want the bag that I rock, it's the Jones Sports Bag. They got the Player Series. They got the original. What are the other? What's the other models they got? The stand bags? We're pulling it up in the studio, folks. But here's the thing. Jones, if you haven't seen the video on YouTube yet, please check it out. We went up there, visited with them. We designed a lot of cool stuff. We're going to be designing more stuff. We have two bags on the Random Golf Club site that have the Random Golf Club script on it. The Utility Trooper is the is the is the info I'm getting of the name of the other bag that I like. It's got the stand. It's got the stand bag. I also I I mostly rock the original, which is based on a design from the 70s. Uh, was his name Jones? His name was Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones and me. Now that guy got in a lot of trouble for some. What's that? Taxi cabs. But the but the guy who sang the song, Mr. Jones, he's no he's gotten a lot of trouble. 
Don't want to talk about him. But Mr. Jones, not that the song is written about, was a taxi driver in New York. He made a golf bag out of the upholstery in his taxi. And that's where Jones has come from. So they're obviously the comfortable shoulder strap on the original series is what I love. Got a lot of cargo space and you got three pockets to hold all your clubs. And you look basically like a badass. You're 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 if you're if you don't have a if you don't have a significant other at, at the start of the round, you will have one at the end. Am I right? Watch out. It's, it's you know, that's the studio here says get a Jones bag. I'm not going to say get laid, but basically that's what's going to happen. I mean, I, I didn't say it. You said it. You heard it. I didn't say it. Jones Sportsco, everybody. Love them. Tailor-made, folks. I got to tell you, the first golf clubs that ever went in my little old hands were tailor-made burner oversize. They had some crusty old grips that I redid myself at risk of my own fingertips with the razor, and I and I got high because I don't know if you've ever re-gripped your clubs, but you, you, you become an, an inhalant addict. Because you're putting like really noxious stuff. Don't don't grip your own clubs unless you really want to. Anyway, mad respect. Give me a fist bump whenever I see you. I grip my own clubs. I put the grips on them myself. I saved. How much did you say? I mean, you could save money. You save money because I think you put them on. It's like twenty bucks each, and you and you buy the grips yourself. It's like eight bucks. By the way, regripping fourteen clubs. I mean, you, that's like a lot. Go buy TaylorMades instead. They come with grips. My favorite TaylorMade edition. Now, obviously, the Sim Max I'm playing is a monster club. One of the many things Tiger Woods have an eye in common is playing the Sim. But also, I really I kind of love the wedges. The raw-faced wedges, MG. I both love the high toe in matte black. I also have a matte black shaft. I know you didn't ask, but I went ahead and told you. Anyway, TaylorMade. My favorite thing about TaylorMade, beyond the incredibly performing equipment, is the people that make this company up. The, the band of the band of brothers down here, the band of sisters, the family in Carlsbad really, really gets behind what we do. And that means it's important for you to get behind what they do. So go support TaylorMade, everybody, and hit them straight or just don't just just hit them with TaylorMades, though. Just get some just stop messing around with all the others. Hit them straight with TaylorMade, but just hit TaylorMade at least. I mean, if you're not I mean, just just go. I mean, what are you doing? Just pause the pod. Go on TaylorMade. What's their website? I don't even, they don't even need a website. Just go find TaylorMade ASAP. There should be, what? What I play? I play the, okay, studio is asking me to play, I pay the P760s, four through pitch. Then I've got the milled grind raw face, 50, 54, and 58. And then I rock, I'm in between the gapper and the sim hybrid right now. I play the two gapper. Uh, I've got a steel shafted six and a half Project X in that one, as with all the irons. And then on the driver, I have the uh, Sim Max with a nine degree. I'm still working on getting my numbers on that. I don't really know. I got the ten and a half and the nine. We're gonna, gonna do a little experimentation. Maybe honestly, you know what? Whatever one I don't use, how about it's yours? How about that? We're gonna. I don't know how we're gonna manage this. Head over to the Instagram account. Get ready for the old giveaway of the uh, driver that I can't hit. <laughs> anyway, TaylorMade's the family, folks.